Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Forever. Dog. We're here. Uh, I'm Michelle Collins. This is Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins. It's the only late night podcast that actually records during the day, which I realized another twist you weren't expecting. Um, I kept saying, should we record it at night, like with drinks, so that it feels more nighttime? And mm. it's like, well, we really can't do that. <laughs> so we're going to try to make it feel late nighty, even though it's 1226. PM. Uh, and I'm here with my friend, my, if you want to call him a co-host, I don't even know what you want to be called. Um, he's a he, he's a him. His name is Dan Acton. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Michelle. Dan, you and I usually text almost every day. Yes, I know. I just thought about that. And Go like, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? And I feel yes. like this weekend, we almost like took a break from each other. Like, I feel like I didn't talk to you all weekend. I know, I know. We talked a little bit. Like, I think I sent you like a funny photo, and that was like it. I have no idea what you're gonna say. I have no idea what happened this weekend. I know. I feel uh, like it's better because this way, like, it's fresh for you yeah. and for the listeners and yes. for me. <laughs> By the way, we have a fabulous guest today. Before we even get into it, um, he's just such a dear friend. I like that we mix up the guests on the show with people that I kind of don't know as well, and then people who I just love, like yourself. 
um, comedian. He's on At Home with Amy Sedaris, the funniest Cola Scola. That's awesome. Yeah, so Coley is going to be uh, later on with us. But for now, we'll do a little kind of recap. But Dan, you sent me a picture today. You uh, Something that used to happen, at least here in New York, I don't think it happens as often anymore, is people leave free things on the side of the street. Like people who are moving. It's funny. My friend, John Hill, who lives in LA, he has, um, he calls them lobby dump items. Cause people just dump stuff in his lobby in LA to take. Right. And I feel like it, my, the version of that in my building is the basement where people take the garbage. Like there's always right now, there's like an electric grill that my neighbors left still down there. Um, right. if anyone wants that, it's actually worth kind of a lot of money. You should go get it. It's covered in other people's meat. That's why I didn't take it. And I know them. I know the meat they cooked on it. And I still felt weird about the meat. Do you put stuff out for other people to take? All the time. Are you kidding? Yeah. Really? Oh, I actually have a story about this when I used to live in Park Slope. So everybody used to put out these like books, like very pretentious books that they had done reading or, you know, dealing with uh, problems that they don't have anymore, whatever. It's kind of pretentious to put out these like beautiful classic books. So I thought it would be really fun one Sunday to put out all these old classic books and we put a fish line around each of the books and went inside, watched out the front window and waited waited for people (laughs) to come pick up like Moby Dick or something. And then we yanked the string and all the books flew out and it was like catching hipsters. This is like, I'm actually wait. First of all, I'm a little confused. I thought that yes. you were saying if someone grabs a book, yeah. you were yanking the book away from them. That's true. But you were yanking all of them away at the same time. Well, we had we tied all the strings together, so they all kind of came at once. Now, tell me this: when you say trapping hipsters, would they be hurt by the books, or was being pulled away? No, from no, them? no. They would just be shocked and surprised. They would be embarrassed. Did they laugh? Some did. One got really mad. He started coming. This was in a brownstone. He started like stomping up the stairs and we ran upstairs and like into a bathroom and closed the door until like, I would have done the this same person thing. That's left. Like, yeah. That reminds me of one time I was leaving a movie theater. Uh, I had, to, I forget what movie it was. It had to be some Marvel movie or some shit. Right. And I had to pee. So this was years ago though. I had to pee so badly. And you know, I have a bladder. Dan, we've hung out. I can hold urine Honestly, for up to 12 to 24 hours, like I have. Oh, yeah. My bladder is just (laughs) I'm trying to like compare it to something like a giant Pilates ball. Like I can't imagine what would hold more liquid than my bladder. But I was at a breaking point and I had an umbrella. It was like raining outside. And I remember like I thought the movie had ended. But, you know, when you get the fake ending before the end and then it was like and then they like cut to the globe and you're like the fucking globe (laughs) now. Like, can we wrap it up? And so they cut to the globe and I was just like, I I have to get out of here. And so I grabbed all my stuff and I was just running like for my life because I literally thought I was going to pee in my pants. (laughs) And my umbrella like up chucked a lady as I was running out. Like I hit a lady in the face because she, I think, was getting up like it was pitch dark. I couldn't see anything. And I hit a woman so hard that I to this day, I actually feel I definitely hurt this lady. There's no question about it. I did. And I ran. It may have been a guy. I don't remember because I, all I know is that I ran to the ladies room my, and because I literally was going to pee in my pants and I went and my heart was racing. This uh, this had oh, to be no. like 10 this years is- ago, actually. My heart was like hummingbird, like crazed because I thought this person, I, first of all, I'm the tallest woman. Like you can't miss me. This person is going you. to find me in the bathroom yes, because I right. clearly was running to the toilet. And I <laughs> locked my... I have another interesting story about hiding in toilets. It's something I do 
often. Um, but but to hiding in order to get away from someone who's coming to attack you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I stood and I remember I had like a collared shirt and I think I like popped the collar up. I like took my glasses off. I tried to like look different, but like, hello, it's like, it's You're like, like Carmen San Diego. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> had a big red hat trench. <laughs> but I remember I just like, that was true fear. The other time I felt fear was freshman year of college. This is one of my oldest classic stories. This is, I would say it's my first story I'm about to tell is my first real New York story that I don't think, uh, you know this story, Dan, actually, because I haven't told it in such a long time. Awesome. I went down to the Lower East Side to some Middle Eastern place down there, and we went to use the bathroom, which was in the basement, oh my gosh, of a pizza place, actually, I'm sorry, on Houston. It was on a corner, but on the East Side, faint, like, you know, some shitty pizza place, whatever, and the bathroom is in the basement. So anyway, I'm downstairs, and there was this girl down there who was like, just out of her mind high, like, who knows? And, you know, I was like 17 years old. I was so young when I moved to New York. Right. And they had these barrels of like dried beans just huge (laughs) barrels of dried beans and she was probably on something and sticking her hand in these beans and going oh my god like you have to feel these beans they feel so amazing like feel these beans and and i was just like what okay i think it was just it was just her and i down there Hmm. and waiting to use the toilet and the girl came out who was in there and the the high one with her hand in the beans started throwing the beans no. everywhere, like flinging oh, come on. handfuls of these dried beans. And it was getting and to the point, And I was frightened. First of all, it hurt. I actually remember thinking this physically hurts. Like it's like pelting me, like bullets, <laughs> you know? And so I ran into the bathroom and I slammed the door shut. And in the two seconds that the door had been open, literally there were beans in the toilet, in the sink, all over what? the floor. Like she got him everywhere. This girl. And <laughs> And I just heard, and I was like scared because it was frightening. It was just like unhinged, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm in the bathroom and all of a sudden the owner came downstairs. That girl had clearly left no. and he's pounding on the door and he's oh, going, all my life he's going, I'm going to slit her fucking throat. <gasps> Said that. Oh my God. Definitely use the C word. But I remember thinking, this is how I go. Like I yeah. literally thought, right. I'll tell you this, to this day, it's the one time in my life I thought, I'm going to open this door up and get punched in the face. Like he's going to, I'm actually going to get attacked. And I was so frozen in fear. And of course I opened the door and I was just like, it was not me. You know, I had to say it. And I actually tried to clean the bathroom up. I was like so afraid. And it's completely not your fault. You know, I was probably bigger than he was, but it was just really a scary thing. But so I, I think that you're playing with fire with pranks. Take it from the great Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> we'll come back to haunt you. But you yeah. found a book. I do want to bring this up because I also yeah. love finding free stuff on the street. Right. Did you take it? I hope you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, it's like COVID germs all over it. Oh, my God. You didn't take this? It's no. so funny. I would have framed the cover and put it in my home. <laughs> Tell everyone what it's called. I'll post it on uh, Instagram when this comes wait, out. Wait, I don't have my phone on me. Okay, it's I'll describe it. Yeah. It's uh, an old cover. I, it's literally so funny. I'm going to cry. I'm going to shoot hot <laughs> tears. I'm actually might be in a fight with you that you didn't touch this. <laughs> it's um, it's a, a cartoon, a drawing of like a bakery. And there's a green table full of rolls and croissant and like some other baguettes. And there's like a pug on his hind legs, <laughs> like looking at all the rolls. But right. then if you really look further on the table, there's the head of what appears to be a demon or a clown. Yes. But it's small. It's like blending. Right. That's creepy. And it's creepy for sure. But it's actually, and there's a camera and a huge knife. And then it says, murders on a roll, dot, dot, dot. And the book is called 
crust no one. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Written by Winnie Archer. Let's look the reviews up. Crust no one. It has I to love- be like a huge series of mystery novels that are like bread pastry. related. Yeah, right. I, I'm, well, I'm looking it up. Crust so many no clues one by Winnie Archer. Okay, here are the reviews. By the way, I can buy this right now. Wait, I'm literally going to have a heart attack. I have to read the description of this. Oh, my God. Here we go. It's like, honestly, God came to deliver. Bring this book to you. Here we go. (laughs) Business is booming at Yeast of Eden. (laughs) But with a deadly mystery taking over the seaside town of Santa Sofia, the Mexican bread shop can't possibly leaven a killer's appetite. Hmm, makes you wonder <laughs> makes you wonder what that means <laughs> then it says oh it's a bit long may i read this it's very funny Please. for once ivy Culpepper's ivy Culpepper feels <laughs> fulfilled an apprenticeship at yeast of eden has opened her world to time honored baking techniques under owner <laughs> olea solis's guidance as well as the freshest small town gossip, courtesy of chatty regulars known as the Blackbird Ladies. I'm so in. <laughs> this is so cute. It's so good. Ivy even begins accepting that she and restaurateur Miguel Baptista may never again rekindle their romance, despite the undeniable tension between them. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but she's tied to Miguel again when his trusted produce supplier goes missing. Mm. Old Hank Riviera's financial troubles would make anyone consider running away forever. And with his relationship woes, there are plenty of people who might want to see Hank disappear. Hmm. As Ivy, with the help of her octogenarian sidekick, (laughs) (laughs) what? Turns to the loose lipped Blackbird ladies for leads. She soon finds herself caught in a web of lies stickier than a batch of Olaya's popular pastries. <laughs> I have to read this. I might go back and grab it, actually. That's you like, need to get it this. It's so fun. <laughs> Wait, and the reviews? I, by the way, I feel like that should be like our nickname. The reviews, dare I say through the roof? I'm going to read some of the reviews. <laughs> it's only $7.99. I'll just buy you a clean one. $7.99 bargain. Uh, wait, hold on a minute. Where is the uh, Google Books? Here we go. Uh, I, okay, so, oh, these are the reviews. I'm reading a very good mystery, a bit darker than the usual cozy. That Ooh. must be what they call mysteries. Cozy yeah, that's cute. cute. Um, well-written, good plot with no hole. Well, I've been described <laughs> that way. Am I right? Everybody? Good plot, no hole. Me at the end of a bad date. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, let's see. I lost my place. I just got so overwhelmed. Uh, this must be a sequel because it says, uh, I enjoyed returning to Santa Sofia, the site of a delicious sounding shop called Yeast of Eden. The bread making takes a bit of a backseat to the investigating this time. <laughs> the other one was just about bread. I mean, actually, I would read that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that's a perfect quarantine mystery is someone making a sourdough starter right. and they found with their head cut off. Um, it says, uh, oh, by the way, Hank's nickname is Mustache Hank. Oh, it's called a bread shop mystery series. It's like, so good. How fun to come up with something like that and just write like a bunch of mysteries. It's just like, I love bread. And Wait, it says, no, I know. Like yeah. that's, you know, the Winnie um, Winchester, I think he wrote it. I am so burpy today, and I think it's because I started keto again today, meaning I've had one meal on it. Oh. But I decided to um, – I made the mistake of going to the uh, gynecologist last week, 
just to make sure my shit's tight. You know what I mean? I just like twice yeah. a year to make sure the shit's still tight. Yep, oh yep. my God, Tracy, edit that out. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, but they were like, oh, we want to weigh you. And I, uh, a friend of mine wrote that when she got weighed to the doctor, she got on it with her back to the scale. And I was like, that's actually really smart so that I don't have to see how much I weigh. So oh, I told the nurse, okay. like, do me a favor, just don't tell me how much it is. And I said, of course, lower it by five pounds. She was like, okay, well, I can't do that. And I was like, <laughs> and so I went online to check my results and I'm clean and perfect. But also I saw my fucking weight and I'm like, God, that's annoying. Dang it. Yeah. Ivy yeah. Culpepper knows exactly how I feel. Like when she found out <laughs> that man died, mustache ain't quite missing. So I'm like, okay, I'm back on keto for the time being because I've mean- been eating bagels every single day like an animal. Right, right. You need some bread. That's why you're the, saying the, la- the story. I mean, it sounds delicious. <laughs> I gained 45 pounds by the end of Crust Just- No One. I'm like, something happened. I don't know what it is. No, but I got really into the... Do you ever do this with eating where you just get into patterns with food? Yes, all the time. That's my life. Yeah. And if I'm in a... It's almost like being stuck in a whirlpool where I'll eat the same thing for like two months. I uh, Actually, this weekend, both I think Friday and Saturday... At nine o'clock, I went and got an ice cream sundae. By yourself? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So co- that's that's true coziness. Yeah. That's like the definition <laughs> of being cozy. And the second night I was like, that place had two kinds of sundaes. I should go and try the other one. What was the difference between them? Uh, so it was like a chocolate uh, like cookie sundae the first night. And then I had like a peach Sunday, the second night. You know, I love fruity desserts. I actually really, am more- really good. Yeah. I, I may have killed a huge goose this weekend. I, I um yesterday uh-huh. happens. I went, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm going to see what I did. People are going to be mad at me. You know that I love geese, right? Like I, I were literally driving, think- a, driving an airplane. Or something? <laughs> yeah. Miracle <laughs> on the East river. Did you hear about it? Didn't make the daily mail for some reason. Um, but I went yesterday to um, this restaurant under the Tappan Zee Bridge, which is now the Mario Cuomo Bridge. Yes. And it was a beautiful day yesterday. So uh, I had a friend I hadn't seen in a long time. You know, I'm breaking a lot of the Corona rules, I feel, because the numbers in New York are down to like 0.01% or something. Like they're very, very low here. Right, right. But also I'm like waiting for them to blow up again. But so I wear my mask everywhere, obviously. But I've seen a small handful of people and we do take our masks off and... It's a mistake, honestly, but yeah, yeah, I'm not going to parties or anything, but you get it. But anyway, so my friend and I went to this restaurant and uh, one of my biggest pet peeves, when we sat, they said, you know, you have a 90 minute um, time to sit because oh, okay. it was like a beautiful view. Right. I said, that's no problem whatsoever. So we sat down. Um, we wanted to order drinks. You had to go to the bar next door. I did that. They were so mm. rude. I left. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. So I happened to have wine in the car. I only had a glass. Everyone relaxed. I did not drive drunk. But wait, I know it's like saying that I happened to have a case of wine in the car. That's really true, though. <laughs> I bought a case of wine the other day. So wait, which meant now I can't even have because I'm on keto. It can only be like maybe mm. vodka soda. Maybe. Right, right. So long story short, I know the story is so fascinating. You're just dying for the next detail. But the waiter goose to show up. (laughs) (laughs) The waiter was a goose. He was like, (laughs) (laughs) took my credit card, never came back. (laughs) So weird. I had Amex charges. I'm just like loose corn. Geese are like the dogs of the sea. They're so funny. They're like big golden retrievers. They're 
They're hilarious. They look like big, funny turkeys, but they're more beautiful, less pompous than swans. They're just, they really crack me the fuck up. Like I, if you ride your bike along the uh, West Side Highway, you can see them like waddling around. Right. They're funny to me. I, I find them extremely <laughs> adorable. So I ordered dessert too yesterday. Isn't that funny? And I also got a sundae, which I never get. That's why it's so that weird funny? that you got that. Wow. That's really funny. <laughs> we got a brownie sundae and I actually, I only wanted like a bite of the ice cream. I'm not a chocolatey sweets person. Like I find it, especially when it's like 95 degrees outside. Like I'm not like, you know what I need? Warm, gooey chocolate. <laughs> Loose corn. Me looking at my Amex <laughs> bill. It's still making me laugh. <laughs> Handful of grain. Who even charges for that? Who is the thing? So wait. But then I did rip a hunk of the brownie out and I tossed it in the river. And a goose dive bombed for it. Wow. And I thought, could this be good for them? Oh, is it like dogs where yeah. chocolate is bad for them? Um. I can't imagine it's great for them. Did you, did you notice... Uh, did you notice anything after it? When I left, his feet were floating above the water. He was upset. <laughs> <laughs> it was just two little feet sticking up. But I thought he was eating fish. <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> no, because I actually watched him, like, you know, when a doctor, like, surveys a patient. Uh-huh. He, like, floated away. He seemed fine. And I actually thought it was weird that he didn't, like, drink water after. Because, you know, when you eat sticky brownie, you want, like, cold water. <laughs> he just took it down that big old neck. I was like, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about um, Jerry Seinfeld's op-ed. He wrote an op-ed for the New York Times. Um, did you not see this? No. He wrote an op-ed about the guy who runs Stand Up New York saying that New York is dead. Oh, so, so Jerry saying- said that New York is not dead. That New York will always be New York. But what's ironic to me is there's literally no way he wrote this in New York. There is no <laughs> yeah. question he wrote it in the Hamptons. So I'm like, are you actually fucking kidding me? Like, I love Seinfeld. You know that Seinfeld yes. and Les Mis are my Bibles. Yes. And I'll always love Jerry. I actually have always defended his acting. People say he's a bad actor on the show. I have actually, I think he's very funny on it. So I, everyone come for me. I don't really care. But this is absolutely ridiculous. He called this guy, um, James L. Schuler, who or Altucher or something, who's a hedge fund entrepreneur, runs a New York City comedy club, saying that New York's not over. Uh, he'll always live here. He says that we live here, and I think this is true because of the energy, that the energy is what makes New York, New York. Like you can move to Miami and LA and wherever you want to go, but nothing can replicate the energy of the city, whether it's over or not. And that's absolutely true. Sure, that's true. Um, I just think like if you're going to write it, can you like maybe send picture proof that you're writing it in fucking New York? Yeah, not in your billion dollar fucking mansion. Right, right. Have you ever like seen him candidly like on the street or anything? Like I've never. I one time saw him eating it per se at the Time Warner Center. Oh, okay. And um, saw him take a mouthful of food and it stayed with me. I'll be honest with you. I've never (laughs) met him. Heard he's not friendly to meet. Um, Imagine it's got to be hard when you're rich and literally iconically famous like. Yeah. Uh, think yeah, about it. Right. To be consistently nice to people. I've heard he's actually rude to kids. That's what made me laugh. Like <laughs> some kid went up to him at a baseball game and he like wouldn't sign an autograph or something. But you know what? <sighs> I, I excuse a lot of his bad behavior because I'm like, he's he's given us a gift that like basically him and Larry David have given us a gift that no one else has. I met Larry who was lovely to me. So oh, I will yeah. defend Larry David. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could much uh, easier see like running into Larry David hanging out in New York, but Jerry Seinfeld, like his whole, even his whole persona, like, of course he's going to be rude to kids. Like that's not, it's not that's like what a, I mean. it's not like a difference between he's like, not oh, Rosie he's O'Donnell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's not Alan. Um, yeah. He's not like the charming 
Diane of daytime TV, right. Ellen DeGeneres, who's just <laughs> known for her kindness. Oh my God, that Ellen shit. How she's firing everybody. I'm like, fire yourself. Did you see, uh, what were the benefits that uh, she just gave her staff were like five days off? Yeah, I know. A year? Yeah, but those are like personal days, not vacation days. Those uh, are like okay. additional that, days. All right, that makes sense. Uh, listen, I like how I'm defending Ellen. I'm defending Jerry. Yeah, you want to know why? Sure. I want to be on their level. I want to be on their level <laughs> with this late night podcast. So I'm going to wrap All with right. you. But I love you. Love you. Um, Dan Acton. You can follow him at Dan underscore Acton. Um, he's got a lot of inventions he wants to uh, get off the ground. So if you have any yes. advice uh, for what are you looking for, Dan? fabrication i actually that's what i was doing all weekend was talking to other like kooky inventors yeah, perfect uh, so if you're yeah. one of them yeah. hit them up yeah. um dan we love you thank you for doing the love show all right cola scola here we go well so few miracles happen to me these days it feels like i'm living in a vacuum of doom and yet today the clouds have parted and i must tell you that i'm looking we're zooming with each other I just mm-hmm. got so hosty the way I said the word zooming. Who the fuck do I think I am? We're zooming Is with that- each other. <laughs> You're so regis to be like, here we are. We're on the Zoom. I'm looking at you. You're not here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, by the way, what a lovely compliment. And I am also wearing the same Shrek costume that he wore on the David Letterman show. Um, I, I got to say this. I've known you for many years. Yeah. Many, many years. And I remember we worked together on a show. Cola Skola is here with me. I, I'm going to say his name. We worked <laughs> together on a show where you had this sly grin. I could tell mm. that you were miserable on this show. I knew you were. Absolutely. You Absolutely. hated every second of it. But when I would see you, you would shoot me this like sly grin. And I remember thinking, this kid's got something. He's just got it. <laughs> it's because I, I showed up two hours late every day, <laughs> even though I was a PA and I was not supposed to like, that's. That's the last person who is allowed to show up two hours late. You would show up late for a job that we had to get there. It was called Big Morning Buzz Live. We shot it in an elevator, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to get there at, I think, 6 o'clock in the morning, if I'm not mistaken. I had to get there at, like, 4.45 or 5. Yeah. No, no, no. So, yeah. So often, you know, I would come in at, you know, 8 o'clock and see if anyone noticed. Did they? um... Well, I think everyone felt sorry for me. Like, no one would, like, I would come in and no one would look me in the eye. They'd just be like, hey, oh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, looking back, I feel, I feel fine, but I, I feel, <laughs> you I feel, feel bad great for about the, it. Yeah. 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 But I feel bad for, you know, Brian and, and Zara. Ah, uh, yeah. Did Zara know? work on Big Morning Buzz Live? Yeah. That's, the funniest thing I do not remember who be- that show I was a writer there with Dan Acton actually that's how Dan yeah. and I met and Gabe Liebman worked on that show it's kind of amazing the talent that was brought in for arguably one of the worst shows that's ever aired on television and I sh- should know a thing or two about those I've been a part of so many of them um, the worst show yeah yeah it was bad let me uh let's take this interview from the top he's looking at me on a zoom he's fabulous listen you know his work um just from my God at home with Amy Sedaris. Uh, you were on difficult people, which my dad just binged by the way, search party, uh, Mozart in the jungle. That's a twist for your, uh, little career, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. I saw, I, I, I watched, uh, what's his name? Malcolm McDowell? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, he fell off of a stage one day while we were filming. It was the craziest thing. It was uh, like on accident. It wasn't part of the show. It was like we were, we were filming on a stage. The curtain was down. So we're on the stage. The curtain's down. And he walks over to the curtain and he's putting his arm up and they're filming a scene. So I'm like, I don't want to like, of course he knows that there's not a wall behind that curtain. He's not going to. And then I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything because they're filming and I'll ruin the take. And then he kept getting closer and closer. And then he leaned onto the curtain as if to like rest his arm on it. And he fell right through the curtain off the stage. I'm I'm actually, I'm actually blacking out because do you know that if I were to have a fetish, it would be videos of people falling off stage. It makes me laugh oh, so much. I know. I know. I know. I, I, that's why I made sure to remember it. I was like, this, you're going to need this later. You're not, you can't laugh now. Did you laugh? Could you, did you, were you upset? No, I was like, I, well, I felt really guilty because I was like, I, there were, there was like one second where I could have said something, yeah. but I didn't because I thought, well, he, he must know we're on a stage. There's nothing behind that curtain. <laughs> he was um, so in character. Did he hurt himself? Yeah. He, I, I think so. <laughs> Not bad. You, like, he's fine. Yeah. But, no, he's, you know, listen, he's got to be 110. Apparently, yeah. I, he's so yeah. old. Um, the two funniest stage falls on the internet. I'm going to test to see if you've seen them. One for sure you've seen. It's classic. Is when, say it with me. Kelsey. Kelsey Grammer, obviously. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. The Kelsey fall. Ah. <laughs> 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 and he goes... And I believe it was uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Like he's saying something so, so <laughs> pompous, pompous, so pompous. He's like, who was a, oh, dear God. He's like, I, I have to find the audio and play it. It's the funniest yeah. shit. I interviewed him at Sirius and I, like the entire time, my lips were fully embedded in my gums because I wanted to be like, talk to me about the stage fall. But he was so... He's so Kel. First of all, he's attractive in person. This is the most controversial take I have. <gasps> I know that I, is, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I I can't help it. Um, he hit on me. We haven't. We have that audio somewhere of him hitting oh. on me before the interview started. What did he say? <sighs> he said, "And please forgive me if I've told the story before. I don't look how close you haven't. You haven't. <laughs> but I love that you think you might have because you've." You know what the problem is? I've run out of stories in quarantine because it's like there's nothing going on. So I have no new material. Uh, I've definitely told before, but he saw me. He's very tall and shiny. And honestly, Mm -hmm. he's sexy. Like, I swear to God, I'm sorry, but it's just true. And I kind of felt like I was taken aback. I didn't expect to, like, find him attractive. Like, it just shocked me. And so he we were sitting in a different studio than the one I normally do my show in. And he was like, how tall are you? And I was like six one you know trying to sound like cute yeah and he leaned into the mic and he went i used to date a woman who was uh six foot four and i was like oh well you know i love like a man who can handle a tall lady and he went do you know what the best part about being with her was and i went and at this point our lips are like a millimeter away from each other i was like what <laughs> I said, what <laughs> he goes the fact that i could just take her he said that to me 
oh my god and honestly i loved it and we're on and i was like soaking wet i was like anyway coming up (laughs) we've got the great fraser crane no i mean honestly coley i there's a reason i never complained because i was just like all right thank you for making that happen for me wow so you, so what you're saying is don't believe women. I'm, I just want to make sure that I Cole, don't Z way me right now on my own show. Okay, please. Now believe women. I'm just saying that in that particular instance. Okay, wait, we have him falling off the stage. I'm sure he'll oh, yeah, love yeah, this yeah. interview. Here we go. Yeah. I'll tell you the second funniest one. Okay, wait. Oh God. Fucking YouTube. Pretending I was a UN interpreter. The funniest part of it is that the stage is like, it must be Disney. It's shaped like jagged stars. Like it's the most dangerous edge of a stage ever (laughs) created in the world. The other funniest uh, stage fall. And then we're going to talk about all your amazing projects. I promise. (laughs) We're never going to get to them. Um, No. Of course not. Uh, Juan Gabriel, the Mexican singer, performer. Do you know who he is? No. My nostrils are about to like swallow the whole mic because it's literally so funny. Okay. okay. He's like a chubbier guy, older guy. He has a full band, trumpeters. I mean, you name it, Cole. It's a whole Megillah behind him. Like, everybody, da-da-da-da-da-da, like playing the, <laughs> the peppiest ass music. And he comes out. People are going absolutely out of their minds. He has a mic on a cord like this, and he's swinging it, and he's coming out, and everyone is going fucking crazy. And he starts doing this kick dance where he's like almost the Roger Rabbit, like kicking, kicking, kicking loses his balance, tries to steady himself holding the wire of the mic and just goes head over feet off the stage. It's like the lead up to it is so funny because everyone's in the best mood. Like, it's just like, yeah, you've never heard a peppier thing. That shit made me cry when I saw that. Oh, my God. Coley, enough about what I like to watch. Where are you right now? Are you in the city? Yeah, I'm at home. I'm in Brooklyn. I haven't been to Manhattan since March. Is that true? (gasps) yeah you probably feel very free i don't feel anything that's beautiful or if i do i don't know what it is how have you been holding up cole you're on so many new medications are you really no well one (laughs) (laughs) vibrid what is that it's for women of a certain age who suffer from depression (laughs) Is it really a female depression drug? No, 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 no. Oh. It's not. Really. It's but it is for um, depression. So I'm. So they tell me. Can I ask you a real question? Um, I, yeah. I think I have problems in my life. This is a therapy question in, in a real way. Okay. Where mm-hmm. if I'm feeling down or like not myself, I don't know when to call it depression. Like I don't know what point am I just having a down day, mm-hmm. or if I'm depressed. And I wonder for you. And I, I hope that's not an ignorant sounding question. It's genuine. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. how did you real, like, is it just you weren't able to do stuff or what was it where you were like, okay, this is actually depression. I, um, uh, well, actually my therapist is the one that told me like, like because, uh, I, I guess it was because I hated everything that I usually love doing. That happened like, recently. Um, like last year, yeah. it's been like a year. And um, I just didn't want to do, I just hated everything. Mm. And everything felt like um, 
everything really put me out. Like if, if, you know, the toilet was, was running after I flushed it, I would like let it run and I would be like, this is the injustices that I have suffered (laughs) in my life. And now this, by the way, if that's depression, then Nini doctor, (laughs) every day I'm always like my whole, every piece of material, I'm not even being funny. is like the injust, obviously with the perspective, but like the many injustices that I deal with day in, day out. And they really do get to me. Yeah. Of course. Especially when you are trapped in a little box. Forget it. Everything feels like. I want to just fucking go nuts. I know. Do you have a second floor to your apartment? No, this is, this gets everyone's attention. This goes up. Uh You're you're not going to like what I'm about to say. This does go up to a little private roof area for my apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is not, a second floor per se, but it, I guess you could mm-hmm. technically call it a second floor. Uh huh. But I want you to know that I have a great deal in this place. Everyone always thinks that means I'm rich, and I'm like, no, I just got fucking lucky as shit. Like it's it's just yeah. This, by the way, before the pandemic, I almost never went up to the roof. Like once in a blue moon, but right. now it looks like the Soho house up there. Like I've made it so nice because I'm like I've nowhere else to go. I might as well invest. So yeah, it's, you should come over if you are ever willing to come to Manhattan. You should come to my roof. I will. Next time I'm in Manhattan. Which I feel like... So what have you been up to? You you are... Can I just say this, Cole, before you talk? And I know I'm not going to let you talk at all. You're... Well, first of all, I wanted to know if the medication was actually helping you. Like, what is the difference? How different do you feel? Um, This one is new. And so... it, But it feels very... um, It's got a very coffee vibe to it. Ooh, I do like that. Which, which I don't but I don't normally love because it, I, I don't like being anxious, mm. but so far, so far, so good. Um, that actually sounds like it has my name. I've never, isn't this interesting that I've never been on an antidepressant and I actually know for a fact that I should have at some point in my life been on one. Yeah. And yeah. I have tranquilizers that I, I think I've taken once in my life. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, darts like little like, I had yes it, I had my neighbor blow it into my neck for me on a stressful <laughs> eve in early in quarantine <laughs> they're called thwack and they just hit you and you just pass out no I but I I'm always weirdly envious I know this is going to sound really ridiculous but I'm always envious of people like yourself or people who have been diagnosed with things and are taking stuff that actually does make them feel better because for the most part, I feel okay, but I'm like, well, I could definitely use a boost every now and again. And I, yeah, I think I'm afraid to take medication. I think I am like secretly like a Christian scientist. Like I don't like taking mm-hmm. medication. I, I love, I love Christian scientists for you. Thank you. That's really I love nice. That. You're going to, do you have like some disease that you're dying of right now, but you're like, yes, malaise about it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, You know, for example, if I may have an honest moment with you, I went to uh, the only one of the interview. I went to my gynecologist last week and she, thank you. Thank you. That was my vagina clapping. And (laughs) (laughs) that was my pussy clapping. No, by the way, we'll talk about WAP in a minute, but she wanted to get me on birth control. And I'm like, listen, I'm 39 years old. I took birth control for a heartbeat in my twenties. I personally did not like how I felt on it. And I wasn't about to like experiment with 50 different kinds. Like I just felt weird on it. And so I've just never taken it. And also at 39, you know what I told her? I go, look, if I get pregnant at this age, 
someone's a mom. Like I'm a mom. I'm not going <laughs> to at this age. God, if God does, and I'm not even, I'm an agnostic, but if, if science has put a baby in my body, mm-hmm. I'm keeping the baby. Like that's a fact. Yeah. And, and to any men listening, you need to know that before you go out with me. <laughs> uh, it's just true. And lo- it hasn't happened, but I'm like, all right. So I'm weird about taking even birth control. Like, I think that's abnormal yeah. though. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would rather not be on something than be on something. But I, um, yeah, I was, I guess I was afraid that it would make me feel like a different person. But it doesn't, it just made me, like, um, able to do my dishes. Honestly, I need, <laughs> you know? I, I need that, though. Like, what you're saying, I'm like, wait, that's depression. Like, I had to hide the filth in my apartment, which, by the way, look at all those Ikea bags. Back. It's, look how dirty my apartment uh-huh. is right now. There's shit. It's dirty. It's, is that Zycam on the table? No, or? that orange box. No. Yeah. It's um these cinnamon cookies I bought at uh, CVS <laughs> that I'm throwing out because I'm on keto yeah. now. Um, but wait, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's I mean Zycam. Pardon me. Um, so wait, Coley. Creatively speaking, I think you're probably one of the funniest people I've ever met in my whole life, and I'm happy that other people know that now about you. Not just it's not like my secret. Mm-hmm. You work with um, one of the greatest geniuses of our time, Amy Sedaris. Yes. Tell me everything. I mean, that show is so funny. You can I say something though, and I don't want her to get mad. Okay. You, you know you're the star of that show. Like for me watching it, I know you you want to hear me say it, but like when you show up, that's the Vivance or whatever the shit is that like that you're my <laughs> medication on that show. You're so funny on it. <clears throat> Thanks. She. I mean, she would rather like everyone else be funny than her like she's very very generous and gracious she smells amazing she she wears like she has like the best taste like she's so classy she um she just smells expensive and she looks expensive and all her her secrets like what is she clothes what's she spritzing it's um it's uh um comme de garçon Ooh, mm -hmm. i love that Com- she- I call it Comb de Garkies. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's Gark. That's what I call it. Go on. <laughs> she she's like stocks up on it because she's afraid it'll get discontinued. So she has this whole cabinet full. She I love she that. bought the apartment above hers because she didn't want to hear people walking. Can I just say this? I, I mean, love also that. she she treats it as her gym and her workspace too. What you're saying to me right now, that's the kind of billionaire I'd like to be. Like, yeah, just uh, still classy. Yeah. Um, but just eccentric enough that people talk about the shit I buy behind my back. Like you just did. You know what I mean? Like people <laughs> yeah. like, you'll never fucking yeah. believe this shit. Like she, I really yeah. respect buying stuff that, um, for fear of it getting discontinued because yeah, everything I love, like, this is why I'm alone, by the way, mm-hmm. everything I love <laughs> gets ended. That's why. Call. <laughs> I'll kill him. No, but everything I love gets discontinued. My eyeliners, yeah. my oh. not my sense so much, but any makeup I like, any denim brand. So yeah. I respect that she she stocks up. Though I think perfume can go bad for what it's worth. Well, she uh, she she doesn't um, it doesn't sit there. She wears she wears it, and I, I, I just love like anything that I get from her smells like it. So oh my god, that's what I want. When yeah, that's what, one thing that I've si- taken from her. What's your signature scent? <sighs> I'm, I'm still figuring it out, but I I think 
I think I've settled on um, Oduel from from Diptyque. Diptyque is a really tough one for me when when it comes yeah. to their. Yes, I you know I have an opinion. Try to stump me. <laughs> Try to literally stump me. You literally cannot stump me. Name anything. Bottled water. <laughs> Please, Jennifer Aniston smart, online too. Smart My, water. Yeah, I like not. Um, go on. Not Essentia? Uh, I have a case of Essentia. The only other okay, water in my okay. house is Essentia. Okay. They're both quite douchey, but I do love a smart water. I love a Fiji, won't lie. When it mm-hmm. comes to Diptyque, though, I have a few different... Dip- I love the candle. I'll light the yeah. candle. I'm a base, base bitch. I feel like there's a basic yeah. bitch joke there. We'll no. figure it out. But I have sprayed myself with their perfume, and I've literally walked out of the house and been attacked by crows. It is so strong. <laughs> <laughs> two sprays of diptyque and my skin Which is like perfume? bubbling off um so there's the one that's something like, floral it's there's a couple there's the um one that's the bay scent that i it's not called that though and i forgot one spray of that and my nostrils have like payas coming out of it like south williamsburg oh yeah 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 it's uh, um i know what you're talking about i have it i can go grab it's it got like it. a little dragon on it i can exactly then there's yeah. uh I have to look up the sense. By the way, I'm like, I am such an expert. Let me just pop Google open. <laughs> People are like, what is this podcast even about? They're turning it off right now. They That has already happened. That happened oh, okay, when I told okay. my Kelsey Grammer story. People had to go touch <laughs> no. themselves. Wait a minute. No, that's when that's when it peaked. That's when people said, hey, you have to listen to this podcast right now. They're playing Kelsey Grammer falling <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, while I look these scents up... Uh, yeah. You know, you're talking also about how classy she is. Yeah. I, just like gifts. She's always giving uh, stuff to people. She's always thinking about other people. What sign it's, is she? Do you know her astrological sign? Um, um, uh, I wonder if she's a cancer. March, oh, March. No. I think Pisces? No. Maybe. Pa- Pisces is very similar to cancers. Yeah. Uh. I'm just at the Diptyque website. They have something called New Nomadic Spray. It's like, why do we give these people our money? Is my is my question. Well, I live a block away from a Diptyque store. And when I first moved to this uh, neighborhood, I really wanted to have, like... I wanted to be able to walk in places and people go, Ah, sir. I know what you mean. He's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What have you been up to? Can you tell us about your personal life in quarantine? Like... Because I could talk about this mm-hmm. all day. You look, by the way, can I, I say you've never looked better? Uh, are you, look at this. Are you, look at this. I'm going to get right in the Zoom. We're showing each other our zits. I have one here that, honestly, if I cut it open, a child's going to crawl out. It's going to be like a little dinosaur from Jurassic Park. It's so big. That, that's why you're not on birth control. you got to save that, the baby in your, <laughs> in your face. By the way, if I was on birth control, this shit would not be here. So I'm like, wait, am I actually dumb as shit? Like, why am I dealing with this? But what's your life like right now? What's talk to me about your um, your life? I I have been, I have like a new obsession. You know, like even uh, before this happened, I I would get you know obsessed with things and um you know for like three months and then move on. But now the obsessions have become more intense yes. and faster. So like for a while, I was obsessed with the Great Courses Plus which is like masterclass for people who don't fuck. Like, because masterclass is very like sleek and sexy and like the editing is like hot and it's like sexy lighting. Great Courses Plus is like a person who should never be on camera, like a college professor (laughs) Mm -hmm. standing in the middle of the room, like sweating, 
and reading like their, you know, like a lecture off of a teleprompter. Is it free? But it's, no, no, no. It should be. It should be. But it's not. <laughs> okay. But I watched like a, um, a 10 part lecture on the year 1066. And the tell year us, 1215. Tell us about it. How'd you find this I, thing? I, I've never heard of it even. I like heard an ad for it on a podcast. Mm. So just so you know, you know, your sponsors, you know, people, people click, you know. Ads work. Tell ads me about work. the year 1066. I was so beautiful then. How, um, how, what happened that <laughs> That's year? That's when was, we met. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember. Uh, at was... below 54, whatever. <laughs> Feinstein's. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Go on. It was... I, I like the the Norman conquests. Oh yeah, and um, I, but the thing is, like, while I'm watching it, I feel so smart. But then an hour later, I, I couldn't tell you like one thing that I just listened to. That's all of education, though, don't you think? I feel like everything I yeah. learned in college. What did you major in? Did you go to school? What did you major in? No, you didn't. No, that's nothing. so great. Mm-mm. You and Jeffrey Self had a show when you were a new, you were literally a baby in the literal egg. Like your yeah. beak cracked 20, through the shell. Yeah. And yeah. you had a fucking show. Yeah. I should a be enraged. Show. Let's quote, let, not it. Let's be, you know, honest. It was a web. We shot it on a webcam on the fish islands. We shot it on Zoom, essentially. Yeah. But they aired it on the network. Quality. They aired yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Jeffrey and Cole's Casserole. We technically did have a show. Yes. How did, I mean, you had a show before anybody else. Do you think in today's day and age, given that most kids are getting shows via TikTok and via mm-hmm. like YouTube or whatever it is, I don't even know what the, Snapchat, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think you guys would have still got, I feel like you would have been great at TikTok if like we were all 20 right now. I, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting off of. It? No, no. Uh, well, I, I, I like watching it, but I, I, it's like a different language to me. I'm like, I don't know how these kids do it. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> everything looks like um, it was shot by Peter Jackson or something. It's like yeah. the editing on it. I'm going, yeah. why even hire Scorsese to shoot some shit? Yeah. Have these TikTok kids make a full length feature is how yeah. I feel. That's why you're head of Universal Pictures. Can you imagine if I had any say in anything? I actually think that my <laughs> why the world is crumbling is that I don't have a bigger say in things. I really feel like if I had <laughs> if I had more of a say in things, we would be in a better place. I think culturally for sure. What chan- like what channel do you think you are? Like if you if you had to match your personality with a a, a network, a channel. Well, there's so many obvious answers, obviously, because you could say like um, bravo, but like I'm not really uh-huh. my personality is not fully yeah. bravo in that way. No, no, um, that's a really tough one to answer. I want to say I'm like part. I'm gonna get shit for this. Like I'm a Martin Marathon on BET. Because that's my number one show ever combined with like the do it yourself. Like I, I, but I'm not into, I don't know what that, I don't know what to say. What do you think? I'm not TLC really. Maybe old TLC. ID. ID. I'm not ID. I think you are. I'm not. I hate mysteries like that. No, no, no. It's not the, it's not the mystery aspect. It's the fact that you're like, um, that you're an expert. Yes. You're a quote unquote expert, just like Remove all the, the people on, you Remove know, the quotes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the quotes. go on. 
<laughs> and those shows are all like, I, 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 if I ever watch like live TV, it's one of those shows, even though I don't like, I don't care about crime. It's yeah. just like the way they reach, they're so reaching They'll Like they can't find a family member. So they talk to like, um, like a hand reader and they're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in this photo, you can see the murder line. It's like, no, you can't. What are you talking about? They're so reachy. Everything, um, and that is me. I and reach, I feel like that's you. I reach <laughs> for the stars, baby, and I don't yeah. hit them, but I get close. <laughs> Wait, Cole, we have to take a quick break. Okay. This is, I'm quoting, now I'm quoting, the end of part one. We're okay. going to be back with Cole uh, this Thursday. You can listen to part two. We're going to find out what television network Cole is. Are you having a good time? Are you glad you said yes to doing this? Yes, of course. Okay. I, I was so excited. Because I just, I miss you and I love you. We're going to be back on <laughs> Thursday, guys, with Cola Scola. Follow him at Cola Scola. Literally, the, probably my favorite, the funniest. I can't say enough good things about you. Uh, see you Thursday. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.